Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna get this money that's on that thing. I just sent the chopper, so that thing. Pussy niggas talking ain't on anything. Married to the money, need a wedding ring. It's party time. Oh, it's party time. Having a party. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Ha! West Radio with Mr. Illustrate and DJ Chuck Massacre. Dang, dang, dance began, you heard? Got Why these niggas front? They gon' make me slump. I ain't never front. Run down, dump. You ain't really tough, you a bluff, nigga. A bitch is real hard, then you suckin' niggas. Bang, bang. Bears be the gun. Bang, bang. BSB the gang, bang, bang, BSB the gang I'm getting money, you should do the same Chilling in the crib, whipping cocoa Just me and my dog, it's a fofo Then I get a call, like, what up, bro? We found out where he lives, got the hoes, though Lay up on his floor, spray him on the floor A nigga blowing smoke, ain't no neighbors though Tell a friend and tell a friend, small issue, all issues I'm big on revenge, nigga Bang, bang BSB the gang, bang, bang, BSB the gang, bang, bang, BSB the gang. I'm getting money, you should do the same. Bang, bang, BSB the gang, bang, bang, BSB the gang, bang, bang, BSB the gang. I'm getting money, you should do the same. Nigga, you talking like you just moved a couple bricks. Uh-huh. Get them Brooklyn niggas, do be about that bullshit. I got a couple shooters riding with a couple straps. Uh-huh. Ten shots apiece, we don't need more than boom, that. Boom. Since the shorty, I had drama with all kind of niggas. Squat the beef and double back so I could line a nigga. He just moved to that spot, how they find that? Get the drop, let it pop, niggas time that. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. I'm getting money, you should do the same. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. I'm getting money, you should do the same. People style sound like fifth, okay, dummy. I guess I sound like I'm just getting money. Let me check, yup, money I got. I made it off the block to a Bentley drop. Went from selling powder, now I got the power. 100k an hour, my paper stack like a tower. Strip a bitch, she shake it, she shake it, I make a shower. The fuck she won't fly, we shoot the shit out of coward, come on. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. Bang, bang, bears be the gang. I'm getting money, you should do the same. 
bang, bang, bass beat again, bang, bang, bass beat again, bang, bang, bass beat again. I'm getting money, you should do the same.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, world? Firstfanradio.com. Your boy Chill Gizzy here with Music Matisse, man. We got another fabulous show, man. The day is 11 23rd. 2015, that's November 23rd, 2015, the hour is 9.43 p.m., man. Music Matisse, what's up, baby? What's up, man? What's going on with you? Getting ready for these holidays and the days of Apollo and everything else in between. How you doing, brother? Oh, man, I'm maintaining, man. I can't wait to eat this turkey, man, and this stuffing, man. That's like my favorite, you know what I mean, uh, you know, entree right there, uh, let alone uh, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always good to be able to fellowship with your family and friends, man. No matter what you believe, what your thoughts, your your you know your preferences, your spirituality, it's always good to be around people you love every day, not just one day. So fellowship is always good, and that's what I'm looking forward to all the time, man. Um, you know, we got another show, man. Uh, as we wait on uh, <coughs> Mr. Lee. You yeah. know, we got, uh, I, I got a few things that I wanted to scratch off my agenda as far as uh, discussion today. And uh-huh. um, one of those things is, um, I don't know, did you see the uh, billboard list of this year, man? I saw um, the list. I, I saw a lot of press um, links and stuff online in regards to the list of Billboard magazine um, released this week. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's their version of what they call a top ten MC in the history of rap. Yeah. Okay. Do you happen to have that in front of you? Because I don't. Um, you know and what? Let knew, me bring it, I'm gonna bring it up right now. And I know the game was quite upset. <laughs> yeah. About it, you know. As they should. <laughs> I don't blame them. The funny thing with with you know. Everybody has their versions of who, you know, their favorite MCs are, obviously. And I'm glad Game responded because, you know, whether you agree with his list or not, it brought to light, <laughs> I think, you know, the fact that a lot of these magazines, and particularly the ones that cover all genres of music, they're so out of touch with hip-hop. They're so out of touch with the different genres of hip hop. They're so out because of touch with trendy. It has to be trendy. Yeah. <laughs> so know. it's like they don't have a clue of what goes on. It's like there's a whole independent, you know, side of this game as far as urban entertainment that, you know, labels still can exist in with technology, independent artists that are promoting themselves out on the road, doing tours, you know, shouts out to Cut Calhoun you know, doing his thing on the road right now. I mean, Tech Nine, you know, representing Kansas City, Missouri, Strange Music, they've been on the road doing their thing. I mean, a lot of these writers don't even know these artists. A lot of these so-called A&Rs and managers and even DJs don't even know these independent artists. So it always, you know, it's amazing to me when you get a major publication like Billboard or Rolling Stone or whoever happens to be the one this week or next week, you know, and they release these lists like it's the end-all deal. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And, you know, your top five or my top five, they should be different. But I also think, with that being said, that collectively, as far as the genre of rap music, there mm-hmm. should be a, a collective top ten that at least majority of the people on a major and independent level agree on, you know. 
I feel you on that. Um, the the thing that killed me about it these days is like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they're listening to, man. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm out the loop. You know, when I when I go out and I, I listen to most of the rap that's coming out these days because I'm me and you both from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm down south or if I'm in the the tri-state area most of the time, man. When I go out to these events, right? Do you have that? I think, no, I think for me, <laughs> no, seriously, and I'm gonna tell you why. And, and this is why conversation is good, and conversation exchange of information is something we don't always have in hip hop. Because number one, we're too busy bullying and yelling and screaming at each other instead of having a dialogue. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. It doesn't make our opinions any less valuable because at the, at the end of the day, both of our differences of opinion still make a contribution to this genre that we love and that we've been entrenched in for, for you know, all these years since its inception in cases like yours and mine. I mean, for me, here's why I don't feel like I'm necessarily down south. I am from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I was there when in New York City, living, born, bred, me and raised when rap music first started, when we couldn't even get it on the radio, when Mr. Magic was like a breath of fresh air at 2 o'clock in the morning for him to be on the radio, you know, when black artists and black managers and black record labels said that rap music would not last for two to three years. It was just a passing fad. So with that being said, I'm well aware of the origins of where this came from. I respect my home. I got mad love for my home. My home, to me, is the crown jewel of the whole yeah. genre. Always has, always will be. Why? Because we laid a blueprint for others to follow that created something that took over the entire world. That's true. So, with and that being said, though, I've also been able to live in other places and live in other regions. And... The one thing I can always say that I respect the hell out of in regards to the West Coast and the southern areas and even the Midwest is they had an independent way about them. About them. Mm-hmm. We necessarily we <laughs> You know what I mean? And we didn't get it at the beginning of rap and hip-hop because it was so new. The place it originated from was still trying to find out the do's and the don'ts and was trying to find its way in the music business, period. How does this thing called rap fit in the music business? How does it fit in music, period? So when the East Coast was doing that, you know, the the South and the West Coast, they took the lead in their areas, and they created something that we didn't necessarily have to the extent that they pushed it to. That was the independent record label. You know what I mean? They were selling stuff out of the trunk. They weren't necessarily looking for the major distribution deals in the beginning when those regions started to blast off. That endeared me to them on a business level. That endeared me to them a whole lot. You know, and it made me actually start to listen. You know, and you heard me say on the show before, I didn't pick up on West Coast music and Down South music until I lived overseas. Yeah, And that mind because these were cats who were not getting major radio play. They were not getting major play on MTV and, and, you know, all these other channels. And, you know, to have to move overseas to hear about groups from the West. And then I'm listening to their production. I'm listening to their lyricism. 
It was different, but it was there, so I had to respect it. The production was, I mean, it was just ridiculous. You know, a lot of the West Coast producers to this day, you know, everybody will say Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, because Dre's the one that's, that, you know, the most known. But on a production stuff, I mean, all time, no matter where you're from, one of my favorite producers, hands down, in the studio to this day is DJ Quick. You know, oh, yeah, so sure. I don't, when you, when you say, do you feel like you're down south? I think what's happened now is a lot of the younger artists and younger groups that have been in the game five years, maybe even eight to ten years, because the South has been so dominant over the past 15 years, that's what the, you know, the artists of today have basically grown up on. And a lot of times, you know, we don't necessarily get up on our history like we should, you know? Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I I just want to clarify, I don't want to cut you. I just want to clarify why I say the down south because, like you know, been in Atlanta a few times, and this you know, like in a couple years, and I watched the sound from there transfer. I'm, I'm not gonna say transfer. I'm gonna just say I see people mimicking themselves from this area, like those artists, because that's the most popular thing right now trend you know what i mean it's oversaturated and it's you know what i mean the same yeah. slang is as escaped from there and it, it just hit the east coast in my opinion that's the only reason i i feel like i'm in the south because i'm like i don't know what slang is hip-hop from the east coast anymore uh-huh. if you can follow me but you got to understand again these younger kids have been pretty much exposed to over the past 15 years the style of dress, the style of, of music, the slang, the fashion. Atlanta has been dominant. But and, and it's funny because, again, even when you talk about the South, the first place that most people mention is Atlanta. But I'll tell you this. Um, Atlanta has been on the forefront, and they've made hell of a lot of contributions when you look on the mainstream level, when you look at Outkast, when you look at CeeLo Green, when you look at Goody Mob. When you look at, you know, the groups who have broken through, but they had a serious underground back then with groups like Ghetto Mafia. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're, you know, they got the shine, but a lot of cities down there that have also contributed on a national level um, that don't really get the national exposure. When you look at the music scene in Memphis, Tennessee, when you look yeah. at the music scene in New Orleans, when you look at the music scene in Houston, Texas, I mean, even places like Alabama, Miami is on the forefront as well as Atlanta. But as far as Houston, New Orleans, and Memphis are concerned, they're definitely unsung because you had so many great artists and the production level, even back in the day, was just ridiculous because whereas New York was sample-heavy, the density of the landscape of the city made us very sample-heavy, scratching. We were, you know, that bebop, boom-bap hip-hop. We were stripped down because that's yeah. the origin of the new. You know, and Andre 3000 said that years ago. I remember in an interview he, he said, you know, he understood the first time he came to New York why our beats were the way that they were. But what always had my ear was the fact that I'm listening to Suave House Records, 8-Ball NJ Jr., Mr. Mike, and South Circle. You know, I'm listening to Rap A Lot, the Ghetto Boys. I'm listening to Fifth Ward Boys. You know, uh, Big Mike, 
I'm listening to all these different artists. You go with Memphis, it's like Gangsta Pat, you know, Player Fly. I mean, all these legendary artists, they were actually using instrumentation. You know, they weren't just sampling. They were playing. Those those six bass lines were actually bass guitars. The organs were somebody actually playing an organ. You know, um, a lot of people didn't know and still don't really know outside of, you know, the areas that they were popular in, rest in peace, the Pimp C. A lot of people didn't know that that man was a full-fledged musician. I mean, he played the hell out of an organ. You know, so all of that sick production that you would hear on a lot of the UGK records, you know, it, it was it was just that natural talent. Yeah, you know, and, and I and I definitely agree with you on that, man. I'm, I'm glad we able to clarify that on air for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah, man. For everybody that's just tuning in, uh, if y'all want to join the discussion. Y'all can hit us up at 917-889-8297. It's Music Matisse Chill Gizzy. Just hanging out. That's for sure. But um, the crazy thing is with that list, read to me, because I don't have it in front of me. If you got it in front of you, read to me who they had on that list. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, all right, yeah, I, I'm scrolling down right now. It's uh, a few of them, but it's um, I don't know which one is the correct one. Let me see. Was it the? This was recent for uh, November twelfth, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So, all right, this right here says. They can't hear us right now, can they? Yeah, they can hear. No, I'm saying we're on the air. Yeah, we're on air. Okay. All right. It the at number ten. Uh, they have. Uh, uh this thing keep moving. Hold on. All right, Little Wayne is number ten. Uh huh. Kendrick Lamar is number nine. Uh huh. And after Kendrick Lamar, oh, this thing keeps moving. Uh, uh, After Kendrick Lamar, it's Ghostface Killer, then it's Uh Lauren Hill at uh, at number seven. I gotta go down. In case you just know, you're discussing uh, the Billboard's magazines release of their greatest rappers. Okay, look, right, at number six, we got Andre 3000. <laughs> okay. And then you got, uh, hang on, let me close. I got a couple windows open. This is. 
That's just crazy. Oh, this computer, man. This thing is crazy right now. But, yeah, so, so that's the, that's the, the first uh, stood of it. Then uh, I'm trying to get number five right here, this thing. They they make these things weird, man. This is like I said. All right. Oh yeah. Nas is number five. Uh huh. And then at number four is Raquel. And then number three is uh. Come on, let us let us get the three. We have Raquel. Number three is Eminem. All right, let, I, I got to see number two. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't even see this list, but. This no, is, I mean. Number two is Jay-Z. Uh-huh. And I think it was a tie. And then Biggie is number one. Number one. Okay. What pissed me off about this whole list right here, and this I know everybody's entitled to their opinion. Right. But damn, Tupac don't get no love even after he's gone. That's understandable. I understand exactly what you mean. But you know the it's, funny thing that I've always heard I've heard people really industry people really have arguments about that. I remember being at a uh, convention years ago when they used to actually have music conventions. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, music conventions. <laughs> and uh, hearing two, you know, A&Rs from different labels, and their argument was, and I mean, they damn, they came to blows. Their argument was one was saying Tupac wasn't an MC. He was just a rapper. And the other one was saying he was an MC, not just a rapper. I mean, they, these two cats, they both were from major labels, ironically, that, that were doing quite well during those years, and they were the heads of A&R, and they were, you know, in, deep in this heated discussion. So to me, I think that's where the controversy with Pac always comes up. A lot of people consider him a rapper. A lot of people consider him an MC. A lot of people have said that in, in freestyle battles, you know, they wonder where he would be. But I say this, and this is just my opinion, you know, um, the way that that man wrote, I mean, his his body of work hands down puts him on the list, whether you think he's a rapper or an MC or not. Yeah. Because look at how many – Tupac will probably – they'll probably be re- releasing Tupac albums when our kids' kids, kids are grown. Yeah. Because he, he – <laughs> His, think about it. His work ethic alone. How do you yeah. come out of jail? I don't care if he was in there for three months. How do you come out of jail and just create all this material, not to mention what you were already sitting on? So for those that say he was a rapper, not an MC, and those that say he was an MC, not a rapper, my opinion, professionally, he was an MC because he still had to create that massive body of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and for those that may be confused, the difference between an MC and a rapper, most people consider a rapper someone who can just write something and rhyme simple words together. Tupac wasn't that. 
which again refutes the argument of why he's not on the list. He should be on the list because he didn't just write simple stuff. You know, I heard KRS-One say years ago, you know, a rapper, somebody that rhymes cat with that, with fat, with fat. Tupac didn't do that. Tupac made you think. Okay. Rakim said it best. MC means move the crowd. You telling me Tupac didn't move the crowd with his lyrics? You telling me Tupac didn't move the crowd with his songs? Pop made you think. So to me, he damn sure should have been on that list. I don't understand that. They were looking at it from a commercial standpoint. He should have been on there strictly on album sales because he sold a hell of a lot of records. He wasn't a gold-selling artist. Tupac was a platinum-plus selling artist. And people say, well, that was after he got killed. He started doing those numbers. That's a lot. You look at his first three albums on Interscope, them albums went platinum. Two out of those three albums, I know for sure, were platinum. This was before Jail. This was before Suge Knight. This was before Death Row. This was before all the controversy, before the East Coast, West Coast War. So, again, the man should be on the list because he was more than a rapper. He was an MC. He contributed to this art, okay, and he left a body of work that most people still alive are coming nowhere near creating that amount of work. Tupac created mm-hmm. more in his time on this earth than most rappers who've been in the game 25 years. They yeah. don't even have that much material in the vaults and records. Yeah. So, you know, he to me, he definitely should have been on it. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, when I look at it, too, it's like, I mean, and, and um, I mean, it's, I mean, I can't even get mad at some like I, I like, but it's some. It was some spitters out there that they didn't put on that list that should have been, and replaced with some of them other spitters that was on that list. Like who? You know, um, in my opinion, you know, as far as you know, uh, if they was going to use, uh, I'm gonna give you one right now. Um, If you put, uh, if you're gonna put, I, I, it's kind of hard, man, because I, 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 I want to say fifty do kind of should have been on the list a little, in, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And then I'm, I'm just looking at, you know, because some of the, the way he impacted the game, you know what I'm saying? And you got Andre three thousand in there. But see, here's the thing that you have to understand. Um. And this is with most of these lists, and this is where a lot of times the confusion and the controversy comes in. Billboard magazine, they should have had some kind of disclaimer with the list. I don't know if they did because I haven't picked up a billboard in years. <laughs> right. They've gone yeah, away the trash can to me, um, yeah. but that's just my opinion. But as far as impact, here's a question that I pose to you and hopefully, you know, any of our listeners out there, because you have an impact, does that make you one of the greatest MCs or one of the greatest rappers? Or does that just mean you came along at the right time, you had the right major record label machine behind you that poured a ton of money into you and promoted the hell out of you, and you caught that bolt of lightning and rolled the wave? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. But then um... you, say, you say Andre 3000. But yeah. Andre 3000 is on that list because if you listen to some of his material, uh-huh. he is very wicked on the microphone. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know, and I'm, not to take away from, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, you know, and, and maybe I worded it wrong because Andre uh-huh. is a dope spitter, you know what I mean? But I, I was saying, as far as the impact part, 
on Fifty Cent's part was uh-huh. how he he changed. He took the the mixtape game from the DJs and then made an impression that's still hurting everybody right now. You know what I mean? Where every right. is, you know. So you know, he got his. What he, Go ahead. No, I was saying, you know, from that point on, like he was, you know, he made money and 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 something that's still impactful is something. Closet, how Tupac impacted this. Well, I ain't gonna say they the same. You know what I mean? As far as impact on that, but on different notes, you know what I mean? I say they they was impactful. Andre been out, you know, for for, for years. You know what I'm saying? And, and yes, he had some successful albums, but. When you think about it, lately nobody wasn't really buying those albums like they buy a Tupac or a Fifty Cent album. I disagree so with that because if you look at the last official Outkast album, yeah. that album is Five Diamonds. That means that album sold ten million copies. Yeah, I'm just saying popularity amongst the the, the 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 youth today. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, I think they would be more quick to pick up a 50 Cent album than a Andre 3000 if they was going to put them on a list. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing, though, is, like, again, Andre, as an MC, he's, like, he's wicked. Like, he really he, is. That, and he, listen, I love that song he did with uh, T.I. called yeah. Sorry off of uh, mm-hmm. T.I.'s uh, uh, album, uh, Trouble Man. That mm-hmm. that that song he shitted on Ti and, and, and Ti admits this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then not only that, all the Andre songs he, he shitted on people. But I'm just saying amongst popularity right now, like the last, you know what I mean, the last couple, what years, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's not. They they have not been popular amongst today's youth. That's all I'm saying. And because they 50, haven't released any. And yeah, but and they but you know they've been successful too. Like I mean, and then like to to the youth, you know, I, mean, I can see that you know what I mean they they're more of a adults to the youth now. You know, most of them, everybody is. You know what I mean? But Fifty Cent kind of, you know, what I'm saying like you can't even put, you can't just if you was there's going to mention of all time. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? At least you know what I mean he could have they could have squeezed him in there too. I mean, I ain't mad that Andre and they don't. I ain't saying it like that. I'm just saying they could have squeezed Fifty and Tupac or somebody had to be replaced. You know what I mean? Correct, correct, correct. That's all. I mean, Fifty is, is more. Fifty never stopped working. Outcast to an extent took a break. Um, Fifty has reinvented himself to stay current. I mean, even if it's not on the mic, his presence is still there. Music, even through his television shows. Yeah. His mixtape, you know, yeah. so the approach is kind of different. But then again, yeah. I ask the question. But I can't. Wanna... Can. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say because even with Outkast, they had they had successful acting roles. You know, what I mean, they had different little things they was doing. But you know, far as the you know popularity amongst you know they uh to things that they were doing on the side or whatever, you know, what I mean. It's just the stuff that, that that stayed popular amongst the youth that they that they they always say that you, you you're known for your last work you know what I mean what you doing now yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and and that's all it is it's just like all right well we haven't heard from him in, in that aspect and they threw him on the list you know what I mean uh-huh. and that's that's all I'm looking at it it ain't got nothing you know really to do with him being 
you know, a lyricist or anything. It's just, you know, how the, how mainstream perceives it. And then when you look at it, it's like, well, they have 50 years out there working every time you look. And then the last time we seen Andre 3000, he was at uh, Four Brothers. You know what I mean? And, you know, that sort of thing, man. Yeah. But see, that, that, that's what I'm saying, though. They've had, and actually he's had more up-to-date movies than that one. He, and he's focused more on acting. And that's what the difference, I think, with them and 50, because a yeah. lot of kids, they know 50, but they don't really necessarily, they may not necessarily know. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, you're definitely right about power, that, too. But his yeah. face is still out there. Yeah, you know? I met people, I met, children, uh, you know, like youth today that really didn't even know who Tupac was, like, and then exactly. and if they seen him, but they didn't know what he was about, or, you know what I mean, then they'd watch a few little uh, documentaries online and be like, damn, oh, that dude dope, man, like, I ain't know that. And then, yeah. I'll tell you this, too, um, since these biopics are coming out, it's kind right. of, it's, 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 you know, it got these kids wanting to do you know different things. You know what I'm saying. And um, you know, uh, I you know we're gonna we're gonna go to a break, man. To uh, play a record real quick, man. You know, if, and uh, when we come back, you know what I'm saying we're gonna chop it some more, and uh, we see if Trey get on on the line in a minute. Um, just rock out with us, y'all. We're gonna hop out to this right now. It's Jadakus Jason featuring Swiss Beat. First Fam West Radio with Mr. Illustrates and DJ Money, yeah, they go for it. These rims ain't for sale, bitch. This grip ain't for sale, bitch. And this Cuban ain't for sale, bitch. I've been on the fucking boat like a sail, bitch. 500 feet on the fucking water. 10 fucking carrots for my baby daughter. You come through, boy, place your order. I got some niggas that'll meet you at the fucking border. I got my hoodie and my mask on. I got my gun and my blast on. Don't shoot, please. Can't breathe. Don't shoot. Yo, I'm just one of the five. I'm just one with the vibe. Either niggas is jealous or they just want you to die. They don't want you to rise. They just want your demise. So I be crossing my T's and I be dotting my eyes. You on the opposite side. Shots on the fly. That's part about it. I can stay right up in Yonkers and hide. Keep a gun in the door. That's an all of the rides. Until my niggas come home. Free all of the guys. This shit is all a facade. Thought it was all a surprise. I heard all of the stories. Seen all of the lies. All is the work is official. In the corner supplies. At the end of the day, nigga. We gonna survive. What? Don't shoot. Please. Don't shoot. I got my hoodie and my mask on. Please. I got my gun and my blast on. Don't shoot. Please. Can't breathe. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Please. Can't breathe. I'm just one of the five. I
one of the five. I'm just one with the vibe. Can't figure it out, or they don't want to decide. I'm in the gutter recline. Might flood it with dimes. Since you ask, I'ma hit you with the butt of the nine. Bullets soaking in pine. Let them open your spine. Use your brain a little, my nigga. Open your mind. If you ain't in the circle, for a square, I get you lined. I know niggas telling. I don't care about the time. Yeah, I got weed on me. I don't care about the fine. From a hood where niggas don't give a fuck by design. Yeah, it's real life. It's not a rhyme. And remember, if you don't get caught, it's not a crime. Like, I got my hoodie and my mask on. I got my gun and my blast on. Man, I'm a boy, 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 boy,
We are we are industries mixtape theory. I mean, I mean, I just met you niggas. How you calling me, bro? Triple R. I don't get it. I don't get it. I ain't stopping you. I ain't cut you going fuck all these bras with you. I ain't getting money and shit on the curb with you. I ain't duck caps and duck all these hats with you. No, I ain't stopping you. I ain't cut you going fuck all these bras with you. I ain't getting money and shit on the curb with you. I ain't duck caps and duck all these hats with you. No, push in my head. Hey, niggas in the streets wanna see me dead. I done did a lot of things just to get the bread. Switch the name, switch the language, just to duck the feds. Ooh, ratchet over snare. Clapping at your body, I'm clapping in the head. Tell me where they stay, I send action over there. Body drop, blow the acting over there. Ooh, when you cheat money, watch they speak funny. They mad, but they don't get no speech from me. Fuck those days in the streets hungry. I had a bunch of foes, couldn't cheat money. Boss bread got the streets talking. You can stop, but nigga, we gon' keep walking. I keep the hammer all the time. I just back up a brick, nigga. The first all fam time. West Radio with Mr. Yo, yo, it's your boy Chill Gizzy, first fan radio exclusive, man, I'm here, this the Sunday Mixer Cool Out Series, man, I'm filling in for Mr. Illustrate, man, I am here with Mr. Dirty Game, 
But before I let him speak, I want to say we are the industry. We the reason why this first fan radio shit is hard. First fan West Radio. Mr. Illustrator, you know what I mean? Down today, man. You know, nigga doing ill. You know what I mean? I guess that's an ill tactic. You know what I mean? Follow my boy on Twitter, though, man. I'm up in here with Dirty Game, man. Dirty Game, what's up, man? Welcome to First Fan West Radio. We on the west side tonight. What up, what up, what up, what up? West Coast in the building. Holla at us. Now, uh, you know what I mean? Just for y'all that don't know, man. You know what I mean? Dirty Game is an official First Fan artist. You know what I mean? Also all black. You know what I mean? That's the label. You know what I mean? You represent me. About to drop y'all with a new... He gonna drop a new project on y'all. Um, what's the date, man? I think I was pushing for um July fourth. The streets, you know what I mean? Don't love me. Album coming soon, very soon, man. So y'all know what I mean. I'm gonna put this 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 album right here is like, you feel me? I ain't, I can't even give it to y'all. Y'all just got here when it come, man. You know what I mean? The streets don't love me. Album coming, man. July fourth, man. Holla at me. You know, y'all just heard it first, man. First fam, West Radio, man. We gonna hop into some joints real quick, man. We got. Coming up uh, real quick, man. We're going to hop in this joint by Jay Goose, man. First Fam West Radio. Uh, it's crazy out here, man. Uh, cops killing kids. Uh, retaliating. Killing cops. Talk heavy. Fuck it. Yeah. They've been doing this dirty First Fam shit. shit. Yeah. Shit on Goose. Uh. Rolls outside, nose I ride, I put my hood on and ain't even gotta be cold outside My city filled with true killers I murk you while you bone your bitch Die hard like Bruce Willis Fuck the P.I.G.'s, that D.I.E. Gun smoking like C.I.G.'s I'm strapped in the club, only ID And I would do anything in this world just to see my seeds Tell them man up, black people starting to stand up They tell you put your hands up, then they throw you in handcuffs don't speak to me if I don't rock with you. you Murderous thoughts, I'm thinking about popping you When I throw shots, you yeah. try and leave you laid out Under six feet, it's like three niggas stomping three you niggas. The one I'm telling you will be next door right The money, yeah. I, but I prefer to respect more that. They were still jerking niggas, Jerk giving out 360s I'd rather have the PS4, <laughs> yeah Cause the flow like AIDS, nigga, is full blown, full blown. We still strapped cause we living in the war zone, war zone. Yeah, we back, man. This your boy Chill Gizzy, man. First fan, West Radio, man. Dirty Game, man. We got him in the building, man. Um, the Streets Don't Love Me album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July 4th. Look, man, we're going to hop into one of your joints, man. Matter of fact, man, I want you to introduce it, man. You know what I mean? Take over the airwaves. Let them know. Yeah, you know what I mean? We're going to do it like this now. Nah, I mean, we're going to get into that The Streets Don't Love Me album, you feel me? I'm going to give y'all one of my hit single joints, know what I mean? Hands up, produced by Track Boy. To all my people out there, know what I mean? Streets don't love me, man. Holla at me, dirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. While a black man always get judged first, huh? We humans just like you. We want the best things in life just like you. 
they gon' judge you by your skin Lord knows that ain't right Hands up in the air Lord knows I don't fight We gettin' blood by the man Lord knows I know my rights Hands up in the air If you don't wanna fight They gon' judge you by your skin Lord knows I ain't right Hands up in the air Lord knows I don't fight We gettin' blood by the man Lord knows I know my rights Hands up in the air If you don't wanna fight Lord, they killed my brother Like my father, they shot my mother Boys and blue, got nothing to do Wanna fuck with you, shine light on you I'm stuck in the hood, just living my life Walk down the street, just me and my wife Cop over there, just beating him dead Black Jack sticks all over his head Oh my God, he gotta be dead All I seen was blood and red Pull out my phone, record his ass He pulled his ass, that nigga dead
shit made me stronger And I ain't even lying a word Roll me another dutchie, that's for shit And I'ma keep them flowing Put niggas First Fam West Radio With Mr. Yeah, we back, man. It's your boy, Chill Gizzy, Mr. Illustrator, and Mr. Music Matisse. Yeah, I can hear, I hear a TV in the background, too, man. And that's my favorite show on. Yes, sir. Uh, nigga, I'm watching Blade. I don't know. I, 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 I told you it was my favorite show. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I'm a fool, man. But now, yeah, the, we was talking about the uh, the uh, the Billboard list. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, oh man! Well, the one we read was uh, the one from. Oh, I, I, this was it was tough for me to go through that one. I could. I'm gonna give you the one that's go, that's today, right now. I'm gonna give y'all the 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 the, the top. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all the top fifteen rap uh, artists. On the billboards charts today, as of uh, November and uh, the week of November twenty eighth, the number one is Drake. Number two is Fetty Wap featuring the Remy Boys. Number three is Drake and Future. Number four is uh, is Salento. Uh, number five is Fetty Wap. Uh, number six is uh, I Love Memphis. Number seven is Travis Scott. Number eight is Post Malone. Number nine is uh, uh, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, and Grandmaster Cass. And uh, number 10 is uh, Future featuring Drake. Number 11 is Fetty Wap again. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Number 12 is uh, Fetty Wap again. He got a song called Again. Uh, 13 is uh, Dej Loaf. 14 is Drake. And 15 is D-Lo. <laughs> and these are the, the the chart toppers right now. You know what I mean? This is um. You know what's funny? You got like what one person, one or two people that's on there multiple times. Like they don't they don't even take the time to like spread it out. You know, <laughs> no, I think that's why that's why that's why the music fucked up to me because they don't spread it out. They just go let, with let one person. Ask, let, me, let me ask y'all this, right? This this is um, it, it's almost like, and I bet you that's all that's on the radio right there. That's what they, you know, what I'm saying. That's that's our favorite song when we go to work, and I ain't got nothing against none of that. You know what I mean? Because I've danced to it a few times. You know what I mean? After hearing them. Yeah, I was I was high and drunk, but yeah. But getting back to our, our discussion, we was talking about uh, uh, with Matisse. Uh, we, 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 what artists we, we was talking about? Andre three thousand and uh, and Fifty Cent being on the billboard. Listen, let me bring that list up just just before I even go into that. On this list, it had from uh, it, it was like the top ten. See, this is why I don't fuck with Reggie Bush. Oops, we live on uh-huh. chat. No, no, this is the wrong one. This is the wrong one. 
right, it was uh, <laughs> the best rappers list uh, as of November twelfth, two thousand fifteen, and uh, it was a competition that said that Billboard list a more high stakes undertaking than usual, probably because no female rapper is top ten worthy. So this was their thing. Me and Music Matisse was just talking about this earlier in the show. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm about to run it down to y'all in one second. Let my I'm off the old internet browser. Some of y'all like to refer to it as XP. I like to refer to it as experienced professional. Teach his own. What's up, man? <laughs> Got a slow computer. <laughs> Just to play that. Let me go to my phone, man, to do this, man, because this, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on air and this shit fucking with me, too. It's like, you know what? I got this little hourglass up here, man. This thing is, this is funny. Oh, 302. Who, who, who's that? 302. Trey Lee. Uh-oh. Uh, we Trey, got the man that I going to put him through. Got Tracy Lee. What's happening? What's, what's happening? Ain't nothing much, man. I see y'all in there having a ball, man. What's going on? We trying to. We trying to. What's up, Trey? What's going on with you, brother? Oh, all is well, man. All is well, you know. Um, just, uh, you know, maintaining. Got a couple projects out there floating in the streets, man, and um, some good things coming up for 2016, you know? Yeah. We're going to touch. We're going to run up the gamut. Um, for those who don't know, uh, we're going to start from the scratch. We're going to play a couple of these joints and just going to go from A to Z. Um, you and I definitely no strangers to each other for the past 15 years. No doubt. No doubt. Tell everybody that's listening to First Fan Radio right now how everything started. Um, before we get into the theme, tell them how you got started in the business. Oh, man. Let's see. It goes back to the Howard University days. I attended Howard University in a, uh, between the years of 88 and 92. And while I was at Howard, I you know, went to school with the likes of Sean Puffy Combs, uh, Mark Pitts, uh, Derek D. Angeletti. Um, you know, we, we like to call it around that time, uh, Harpier. We like to uh, uh, call it the golden era um, of when I attended Howard, when we attended Howard. And so, you know, there was a, there was a crazy talent pool uh, around the school. There was, you know, from uh, from uh, artists to executives. I also went to school with Eric Robeson, things like that. So, um Basically, it, it came from that from that network. I mean, everybody knew around there that I could spit and all of that. And uh, really, D Dot was was the main cat, uh, kind of you know in my corner and championing championing you know my skill set and things like that. And he you know kind of you know got in Mark's ear when, when when Mark got his deal and his deal came from a spinoff from Puff when he was with Bad Boy. So you know kind of you know when Mark was managing Big. You know, he, 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 you know, basically that, that whole, once you get into the industry, you know how it works, man. You got something successful on your plate or on your table. You know, everybody else want to hand you the keys to the, to the car, so, or the keys right. to the kingdom. So basically, right. they, they gave Mark a deal universal, and uh, D-Dot got in Mark's ear about me. And Mark knew who I was, and he knew that I spit, but, you know, D-Dot really kind of pushed it. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I signed with uh, Boston Universal. Um, in nineteen spring of nineteen ninety six, and then you know okay. we took it from there. 
Did you get your degree from Howard? Yes, indeed. Got a bachelor's in uh, in communications, uh, minor in political science in '92. Okay, I'm mentioning that for a reason. For those out there, artists out there that are listening and think that education ain't, you know, something that comes into play and it's something that's always going to be a valuable asset. Um, oh, but it, but, but it goes deeper. But we'll get into that. It goes deeper. Definitely. You, you know, I know. Bear with me, brother. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get into it. That's degree number one. Uh, but uh, during that time, um, you mentioned D-Dot. For people who don't necessarily know his history, just mm. give us an example of some of the Platinum Plus artists that he's worked with, some of the songs that he's produced. He was part of the legendary Hitman. Um, along with Nasheen Myrick, Ron Lawrence. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. These were the guys that actually did the production and the crafting of the sound from Bad Boy that actually dominated the airwaves back then. Absolutely. And, and take it a step further, actually, uh, D.I. and Ron Lawrence, you know, they were a group called Two Kings and the Cypher, um, yeah. which was, uh, you know, affiliated uh, with, with Hiram, I mean, yeah, with uh, Hiram Hicks. And yeah. uh, Rock Islam and, and, and that, you know, that circle. So, you know, basically his career started with that. And then, you know, we get into the to the, to the bad boy days and the hitmen. And they work with everybody from Big to Mary J. Blige to Faith Evans to Total to 112. I mean, you know the roster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so 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 yeah. I mean that the, the whole Hitman uh, uh, squad has you know a, a staple in you know the, the 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 I guess in the history of hip hop. You know, what I'm saying the music, not just hip hop, the music. Period. You know right. what I mean? And we can't forget about Stevie J because he was oh, part yeah, of that absolutely. hip hop. Absolutely, Chucky Thompson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, indeed. Now you had that close connection to Bad Boy. As you mentioned, um, you ended up with Boston Universal when Mark Pitts got his deal. Mark was working for Puffy at the time. Um, in what capacity with Bad Boy prior to his deal? Um, he was actually big manager. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and and yeah, yeah, that that's really the main reason why. I mean, because of the success of Big, basically they can go to any label they wanted to and kind of, you know, make their way through. So because, you know, he was managing Big and Big was the hottest, you know, hottest ticket around at that particular time. You know what I mean? That's how he was able to finagle that or or, or be able to parlay that into a his own uh, 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 deal over Universal, which was by Storm. Right. Okay. Now, you signed by Storm Universal. Universal's the distributor. Many faces. Album drops mm-hmm. in what year? This was uh, March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven, and and that, and that date is significant because that it was the same day that Life After Death died. I mean, not Life After Death died. Life After Death dropped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which was, um, it, 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 I know what they were trying to do, but it was the worst worst mistake they could have made, and and primarily for one reason because of the fact that. Um, I had a song with Big on that album called Keep Your Hands High, but was not able to advertise that the song was on that album. So, you know, it, it defeats the purpose of dropping on the same day at Big because then nobody knows who Tracy Lee is at this particular time. Everybody's looking for life after death, you know what I'm saying? So, and especially since this was, uh, 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 you know, after Biggie, God rest his soul, passed away, you know what I mean? Right. So that, that that interesting connection has always been there, but in some ways, 
a help, and in some ways it seems it may have been like a hindrance. Because like you said, the tone to drop those both on the same day, and you're just coming out the gate. Do you think that that was the reason you were not allowed to actually advertise and let it be known when many faces dropped that you actually had a collaboration on there with the notorious B.I.G. who was in his prime at the time? Could have been. It could. I mean, it could. I mean, deductive reasoning would tell you that yes, that that could have been the reason. It could have been just for the mere fact of uh, you know somebody didn't get paid enough. I don't know what the reason was. I don't know who exactly. I got my you know my ideas as to who you know was responsible for it. But you know it is what it is. I look at it in the hindsight as a blessing now, actually, because of reasons that we'll get into in a second. But but yeah, that could have very well been the reason. You know what I mean? Who else did you have on Many Faces? What other platinum-selling guest artists besides the Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, did you have on that album as well? Uh, we had Buster Rhymes on the album as well, um, on the theme remix. Uh, actually, we shot a video for that. Uh, we called it The After Party. Um, so, so you know, coming out the gate, they had Big and Buster on the, on the record, you know, as a, I guess, as a rookie, so to speak, and in, in, with regards to being in the industry, that was that was kind of heavy back then, you know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people are asking the question of, now how did he get big and bust on his record? Like, and he's just, you know, jumping out there. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to work with those cats. But how did you think that that actually took place? Was it because of the connection to Mark Pitts? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Without question. Without question. You know that you know big was a big was a phone call. You know what I'm saying like that's his manager. You know it was a, it was a um, uh, uh, you know it was the, it was I guess it was the natural thing to do. You know this is my this is my artist that's on my label. This is my artist that I'm you know managing. So hey, let's put that together. Now as far as Buster's concerned, I think Buster's always been able to um, um, uh, affiliate or associate his self with you know, bad boy projects, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm sure that relationship was developed, you know, through, through that ordeal. So, you know, let's call Bust up and see if he want to get on the record with Trey. So there, there it is. Now, a lot of people don't know, um, there were a couple of cats like, like, uh, that got presented with the, uh, with the proposition of being on the theme remix, like Mace at the particular time he was, he was hot. Um, actually me and black thought sat down, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, I think I know Mace for a fact didn't want to get on the record because it wasn't the original beat. You know what I'm saying? Like we they they used elements of the original beat, but they didn't. They you know he um Myrick, he actually did the the remix. Um, mm. He he tricked it out a little bit, made it a little different. You know what I'm saying? So Mace didn't want to get on it because it wasn't from the original record. You know what I mean? But you know mm-hmm. it is what it is. How much control did you have over that, though? Or was this strictly, you know, like you said, coming in as a rookie and just getting your feet in the game with a major label, working with some of the hottest artists out? Did you have any type of control as far as the decision-making and how your product was actually presented? Some. some, The the concept of the album was all me. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, um, I probably had a little more autonomy than most new artists. Like half of the album was produced by, or should I say, a good portion of the album was produced by me and and my DJ at the time, DJ Parlay. We did, let's say, it was about maybe fourteen cuts on the record. We did like four or five of them, and then my mm-hmm. camp, 
my man Pirate from the Reaps, you know, part of R and F, part of the R and F fam, which is the you know, the fam that I'm affiliated with, he did like two two records on the album. My man Kaus was, you know, skidded out the album, you know what I'm saying? All the skits was primarily done by my man Kaus, who was um um, you know, for lack of a better term, my hype man on stage, you know. Um so and the whole concept of many faces, like I said, with the five personalities and all that, that was all me. Now, with regards to picking the singles, that's something different, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I wasn't afforded, you know, the the, 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 the autonomy with regards to that. Um, the thing, uh, I wasn't mad at that, you know what I'm saying? It was a little different from what I was used, used to doing. Like, I was more of a, a street type of MC, more rugged, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. part of one of the personalities that I had, which was the LR, I believe, um, at that particular time. So I wasn't really, you know, looking for these commercial records. Now, I, I, I definitely salute, you know, Dida and Mark for pushing the envelope on that one and, 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 and having that being the first single, you know what I'm saying? Actually, let me go back. That was actually supposed to be the second single, or maybe even the third single. We had put out a couple of test records, like a record called "I Like It Like That," um, that I, which was a D'Angelo sample. But but at the time, we couldn't get the sample cleared. Um, um, and and the vice president of of uh, yeah, not Jean Riggins, but uh, um, her name slips my mind. But she actually owned the Angelo Publishing. She wouldn't clear the she wouldn't clear the sample. I couldn't believe that. But anyway, that was supposed to set things off and that record would have been the perfect set off. Then we had another joint that we serviced called uh, uh Showtime which featured Faith Evans, um, on the record. But that, you know, we we, we serviced that and make sure people didn't really want to play that record, which was a high record, I guess, because I was the new cat on the block. So when we dropped the theme, I guess the theme, Red Alert, and Salute Red Alert for playing it first, after when he popped it off, and, and that record was undeniable. You know what I'm saying? When he popped it off, it all took off from there. You know what I'm saying? So I salute them for making a decision on that one. But on the, on the second release, on Giving Up Baby, that I wanted it to be stars in the east, and a lot of people that have heard the album would would agree with me. Um, um, there's people to this day that tell me your stars in the east should have been your second single, but you know we kind of got you know pushed to the side with that. They wanted to release "Give It Up, Baby" because they thought they can get West Coast traction and things like that. I didn't necessarily agree with that, but you know, hey, that's water under the bridge now. Okay, so with with the decision being made by D Dot and by Mark to actually make the theme your first single after the test record situation. Do you think it, it was safe to say they kind of took a cue to a degree from what Puff did with Biggie on uh, Big Papa? Because Big said the same thing in interviews that it was, you know, Big Papa to him was much more of a, a record that he would not have done, even with the m 2 sample and everything else. But they were insistent on it being done. And, I mean, Juicy, actually. I'm sorry, not Big Papa. Juicy was the one. The sample them to me, and he said that Juicy wouldn't have necessarily been his first choice. Well, you know, so well, you think they kind of looked at that blueprint and said that one on that side. So let's see if we can make the same formula or format win on this side. Yes and no, because I wasn't totally against the thing. 
I could hear how the theme was going to take off. And then to take it a step further, the theme wasn't as commercial as Juicy just based off of the sample. The theme was still hip-hop. You still had, you know, the pieces of a dream scratches, not the right. musical aspect of it, but the pieces of dream scratches. And then you had uh, um, uh, the world-famous Supreme team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah. I want to say, uh, I think it was Buffalo Girls. You had pieces of that um, in the record as well. So it was still hip-hop. It was just like certain elements of the record that, that, that took it to a bit of a commercial level, but not as commercial as Juicy. Juicy was a straight R&B record that Big murdered. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wasn't totally against the theme being the first single. I can understand it. And, and I think, in my opinion, it was the perfect way to do a commercial record, so to speak, meaning the lyrics are still hard, you know what I'm saying? The lyrics was, you know, metaphor similes all day. It just had the catchy hook, and it had the catchy catchphrase. It's party time. Yeah. Like, that's that's the part everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, but if so you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics is hard, but go ahead. Here's what we're going to do. You're hanging out with us for a minute, right? No, no doubt. Okay. We're going to get into the theme. We're going to play a little bit of it for those who may not be familiar with it. This is a classic club hit, particularly in the South and on the East Coast. And the West Coast showed us a lot of love as well. Um, Till, if you got that, can you go ahead and cue that up and give them a piece of it? And we'll come right back with more from Tracy Lee, First Fan Radio. I got to add an interview. I got an interview. Interview. They play a record. Come on. It's party time. Oh, it's party time. Having a party. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Ha. Trey Lee. By storm. Yeah. Uh-huh. By storm. Uh-huh. Ain't no mystery. Uh-huh. By storm. Hey. R and F to death. Hey. Uh-huh. By storm. R and F One step beyond. That's no doubt. Check it out. Check it out. I'm cool like you. In back, I use the mic to rule like a pharaoh. 
uh, uh, Ludacris and uh, Lil John doing cameo appearances in the album. This is before they took off, you know what I mean? Shot yeah. that. We thought we were on our way with the sophomore album, but, you know, things happened. Um, got off of Universal, so I had to do some soul searching, man. Like, well, what would be my next move? So I found myself moving down to Atlanta, uh, moved in with my brother, um, and then actually shortly after uh, he after I moved down there with him, he broke out and went to grad school. So I had to figure some things out, man. I started moving furniture. I was working for a furniture company down there called Aaron's. And the funny thing is, um, I, I, I would find, like I would be moving furniture in people's houses, and you know, cats would be sitting down watching uh, BET, and my video would pop up. And they'll look at the video, uh, look at the, the television, and look at me like, "Yo, Trey, what are you doing in here?" You know what I'm saying? Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. But you know, you got to do some things in life, man. In order, you got to take a couple steps steps back in order to move forward. So I had to do some soul searching. Had to think about what my next move would be. I tried releasing some records independently down there. Joint called Willy, Ready, Willing, and Able, which was, you know, getting some buzz. Um, you remember, Ma? We was running the circuit, man. We was working with Nike, and we was working yeah. with. Um, the NBA, um, you know, hosting events, uh, Nike Battleground, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, NBA Jamboree, you know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we was grinding. We were just talking about yeah. that. Um, we were the Think Grocery Grind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, that was all a part of the process of me trying to find my way. What am I doing next? Because I never wanted to stop doing music like that. And I, still to this day, that's that's my love. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, But I had to, 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 to make some choices. You know what I'm saying? I had to make some life choices. So based on, you know, the the, 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 the trials and tribulations and the turmoil and all the other stuff that I went through in the business, you know, prior to this, um, you know, God basically showed me a sign and, and gave me a signal and signal and led me down the pathway of going to law school. You know what I'm saying? Which was the 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 natural progression. It was the natural next step because of the fact that, you know, I thought that my my first deal was, you know, not the best and, you know, the the, the certain situations, the political situations that I had been through I felt like that was a natural progression to learn this stuff on my own, you know what I'm saying, to be able to read through contracts and decipher contracts and just get that business acumen under my belt, not only for myself but for other casters coming up in the game that's behind me because I want to give them the type of guidance that I felt like I didn't get. So I went to law school. I was getting ready to say, you went to law school, but what type of lawyer did you end up becoming after dealing with a major label, releasing a major album, working with platinum artists and platinum producers? What type of lawyer did you end up becoming? Oh, here's a natural progression. Got the law degree. I studied all fields of law while I was in law school. Let's, let's be clear. But my, my concentration is entertainment law. I'm an entertainment attorney to this day. You know what I'm saying? The natural progression. You know what I mean? Right. Now, do you think that you would have actually ended up going down that route if you wouldn't have went through the trials and tribulations? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's why I said, you know, with the gift and the curse, you know what I'm saying, not dropping or not being able to advertise that that Biggie was on the record. Because let's just say we were able to advertise. I think I would have sold a lot more records. I think a a lot more opportunities would have afforded themselves uh, to me based on record sales and also, you know, I, uh, there are other decisions that I made back then with regards to management and things like that that um, you know that that, that I take um, 
full responsibility of, you know what I'm saying? I just don't, don't think I had the right people in my corner. But if I had sold more records and been more successful, you know what I'm saying, nine times out of ten, I wouldn't have went down the law school route. You know what I mean? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, around that time, I know for a fact, and you can let the people know and confirm it, I agree with you 100%. I think if things are different, I think at a minimum you would have had a gold album for the sound mm-hmm. and everything going on at that time at a minimum. But also, correct me if I'm wrong, a confirmant for the listeners, there was a tour that yep. was set, that was about to go out that featured, it was going to be Biggie's first headlining tour as a headlining yep. artist. Absolutely. And you were going to be the opening act on that tour. The supporting act, if I'm not mistaken, I remember right, was Little Kim and the Lion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it. That so, was it, but, you know, the untimely passing and things like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's no way, Marv, that I would have went to law school. No way. No way. Got you, no way. my brother. Well, with that being said, so now you're a full-fledged entertainment attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been able to pass that knowledge and your experience and, and now your degree and your education on to artists that are in the business, not just up-and-coming artists, because you got a lot of established artists from all genres that are still getting pillaged through contracts and publishing and everything else. Oh man, it's been it's been a blessing, man. Um, you know, first and foremost, being able to uh, 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 attain the knowledge from 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 the books to you know the actual working knowledge. You know, what I'm saying working with my own contract and going back and revisiting my own contract um, has afforded a lot of grace. And then getting that degree, getting that uh, license under my belt has afforded a lot of you know great situations for me. I've been able to speak on panels. Um, you know, went on a, a, a speaking panel with AllHipHop.com. Um, I've been able to work with and, and represent cats like Eric Robeson, who is like the king of the independent artists, especially from an R&B perspective. Um, I work with uh, Angela, uh, Algebra Blessed, who is also a, 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 a tremendous R&B uh, female artist, vocalist, writer. Um, uh, I've worked with DJ Young Goo, representing him. I've, I've, I've represented um, uh, or done contracts for Kelly Rowland. Um, I've done contracts with Solange Lowe's. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then being able to, you know, kind of guide. There's a lot of cats, that's, that's, especially now with the Internet, there are a lot of cats trying to do it independently. There are a lot of right. cats that, you know, younger cats that are trying to get signed and get, and, and get put on. And so they're looking for representation, But um, and, 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 and especially where I'm at in the D.C. area. But I'm, I've been like that person that, I guess everybody knows and, and nobody knows that I'm an attorney. So and me around this area, you know, I, I, I get pushed, you know, uh, clients, potential clients, but I kind of counsel them first before I go ahead and actually start billing them and, and right. making sure that they have a working knowledge of how this works. And this this is key because this is something that I never had. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I went and got an attorney that was not an entertainment attorney. But I just mm-hmm. needed somebody to negotiate a deal. So he didn't know the inner workings and the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. He just simply worked the deal for the contract. Whereas yeah. now 
in the position that I'm in, not only from an artist standpoint, but now from a legal standpoint, I can guide these cats and let them know what the deal is before we start even start talking about, you know, retainers and things like that. And I and I get complete satisfaction and joy out of that because now you're able to make an informed decision based off of the 30-minute consultation that we just had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I had you specify the type of lawyer that you, you know, have become and were able to actually get your degree and your concentration. Um, so you went from A to Z, complete circle. Before we uh, close up, how can potential clients, artists, labels get in touch with you now? Oh, man. Social media, I'm everywhere, man. Facebook. Look up Tracy Lee. Um, I got a fan page and a regular page on Facebook. You can look me up on Instagram, Tracy Lee E S Q. That's T R A C E Y L E E E S Q. You can look me up on on Twitter at at Tray Lee T R A Y L E E. Um, also, me and my wife have have created a, a a company, an entertainment company called Left Entertainment. That's L L E F T E N T dot com. And you can email me at info at Left L L left spelled with two L's L L E F T E N T dot com, um, and I also and and we also have uh, Instagram page, Twitter page, uh, Facebook page, all under L L E F T E N T. That's L L E F T E N T, and then. Also, I just dropped a new album called ESQ, The Revelation. For those cats that's listening, ESQ is an acronym for Esquire, which is another name for attorney, lawyer, etc. The Revelation basically uh, speaks to uh, uh, what has been revealed to me over the last 18 years. It's our conversation that we're having right now. Mom. I put it all in an album, you know what I'm saying? So we, we released that at the end of 2014. It's out there on iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google, Google Play, uh, Apple, any type of uh, uh, um, Internet store out there, you can go cop that. You can also cop it on my website. That's TracyLeeMusic.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E, music.com. And not only do I have ESQ Revelation album available, I also have many faces available, as well as the unreleased live from the 215 album available on my website as well. So that's a lot of material. Um, a little birdie told me you and D are back in the studio. Ah, yes, 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 yes. You know, we buried the hatchet, you know what I'm saying? We we, we patched up, you know, whatever discrepancies we may have had. Because the one thing that me and that, me and this brother have in common is the music, you know what I'm saying? When we get in the studio, it's magic. So definitely look forward to a new project from me and my man Derek D. Angeletti in 2016. We're working on a couple of couple of projects. So, um, matter of fact, we're going to try to drop some before the end of this year, you know, just to get people a little taste, a little mixtape, you know, bars, you know, things like that, you know what I mean? Start off with the foundation of what we built, you know what I'm saying, and just give you bars and beats all day long, you know? Um, let me ask you this, uh, and we get ready to close this thing down, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to just hang out with us for a while. Um, Absolutely. Uh, a few more questions before we wrap up. One, sure. um, D-Dot has been mentioned heavily during this interview. Again, he's Grammy-winning producer, multi-platinum producer. He is a part of music history, period, bar none. Indeed, indeed. The, the rumor is 2016, um, No Way Out Part 2, hmm. the Bad Boy Reunion Tour, supposed to go national. 
Bad Boys yeah. will be doing the national tour, all the artists involved. Um, do you have any idea if you will be performing on any of those dates or involved in any of the after parties or in any mm. way? Who knows, man? Who knows? That's that's the reason why we got to create this heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, yeah. if I am going to be a part of that situation, it's going to be based on what we produce from now forward. If I generate enough heat, they ain't going to have a choice but to put me on that joint. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay. we'll, we'll see. But that I think that tour is, is definitely going to go down. I, I can't really confirm. I'm definitely not going to deny it. But I, I'm almost certain, just like you said, that tour is going down. It's going to be something special, and um, hopefully I can be a part of it, you know? Yeah, you, I think, honestly, um, and again, this is Music Batiste, First Fan Radio. You and I are no strangers to each other. Um, I've seen you work your ass off over the past 15 years. I've seen Thank you, you brother. Get, get thrown a lot of negative things your way. You took lemons and made nothing but lemonade from them. Um, Appreciate it, man. A licensed entertainment entertainment attorney verifies that you took nothing but lemons and made lemonade out of them. Um, Last two questions. Sure. Billboard magazines released Mm. their version of their top five. uh, Excuse (laughs) me. (laughs) Okay. This week. And uh, the game responded appropriately, and I do agree with a lot of what he said, and I'm glad he put his information and his input out there. Give me, and I'm, this is a two-part question, give mm-hmm. me Tracy Lee's top five dead or alive MC in the history of rap. Top five, okay. So for me it goes LL, Rakim, uh, Coogee Rap, um, um, it's always a, 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 a KRS-One, and then it's always a struggle for me between Chuck D and Big Daddy Kane. Like that, that one day is Chuck D, next day is Big Daddy Kane. So you know, it, 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 I, I guess it's five A and five B. I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but those other four stand solid. Period. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now the second part of that question, and chill if you can, you can go ahead and queue up. Um, keep your hands high. The second part of that question has to do with the song we're going to get into next, and it's my last yeah. question unless somebody else has something they want to ask you. Um, on Many Faces, Keep Your Hands High, that was a duet between you and Biggie Smalls, Notorious mm-hmm. B.I.G. No it wasn't something that was fabricated in the studio as far as being spliced together, you recorded nah. on one side, you somewhere else, and y'all were actually in the studio together. Yes. Um, most of the people that I have had conversations with over the years have actually said that that record generated the same conversation that um, Method Man and Biggie's collaboration on Ready to Die generated. Hmm. You, you held your own with Big. Thank Literally. you, man. Appreciate and a lot it. Of people, a lot of people seem to agree with that. I agree with it. Um, and Appreciate it's not because I told you, because you know I'm going to tell you the truth straight up and down. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but what was that, take us through that process of recording that, that single with one of the greatest to ever do it. Oh, man. Listen, first and foremost, that was the most, the single most, uh, the single most important and the, 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 the single most, or should I say the, the top highlight of my musical career and not only, but not just for the fact that 
you know, I'm rapping or rhyming or collaborating or writing or, you know, uh, uh, was one of the greatest that ever did it. But because of the conversation that we had while we were doing it, this dude dropped so much jewels, so many jewels and so much knowledge on me. And that, and we were in the studio about eight hours. We were in D&D studios. We was in DJ Premier studio. And for eight hours, dog, it was, it was like, I don't, like, I probably talked to Big maybe two, three times prior to this, you know, Mark was playing on my stuff, and that's, what like, one of the reasons why he agreed to run, to, to get on the record with me, because he thought I was nice. Matter of fact, and, and Big, we'll have a laugh about it, you know, one of the, one of these days when I get up in, in heaven and all that, you know what I'm saying, but I think he jacked me for a couple of my, well, at least one line that I know of, you know what I'm saying, but anyway, you know what I mean, but but the the, the conversations we were having in the studio, he was dropping so much knowledge and, and, and so many jewels on me about the business at that particular time, like, you got to remember, at that time, he was the hottest cat, you know what I'm saying, so he didn't owe me anything. You know what I mean? The dude humbled himself and, 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 and basically was just telling me about the game. You know what I mean? He, I remember a, a conversation vividly. He was telling me, look, after I finish with, with what I owe, you know what I'm saying, with regard to my contract, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, him and Un had some things in the works. When they were, you know what I mean? He didn't really want to, you know, he, I guess from what he had seen at that time, and I don't blame him, he might have been tired of it, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but he was, you know, just, we were just, you know, basically heart-to-heart talks in there. And while we were having these heart-to-heart talks and picking up the henny and, and, and rolling up, you know what I'm saying, something, the dude would black out. You know what I mean? He would just lead a conversation for about five, ten minutes at a time. And you just see this cat rolling, you know, because the beat is playing in the background the whole time we talk. He's just rolling his body. To the to the to the rhythm, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, what is he doing? I didn't see a, pe- a, a a pen in his hand. I didn't see a piece of paper or a pad in his hand. All I saw was a bottle of him rock, you know what I'm saying? And and something to you know to tote on. That was it. So right. I'm like, what is he doing? Are we gonna make this record today or what? You know what I'm saying? That I don't see him writing. I'm sitting in there, you know, in the middle of conversation trying to write and listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? I was deliberate with mine. He wasn't. He was just you know all in his own. Next thing you know. Eight hours later, he's like, all right, I'm ready. I said, ready for what? What are you ready for? He's like, I'm ready to get in the booth. I was like, you about to freestyle it or something? He's like, nah, nah, I wrote it. I was like, wrote it where? He's like, I wrote it in my head. I can't write it down. It confuses me. I said, word? Okay. Wow. All right, so, so basically, he went in the booth and just spit probably the most incredible. A lot of people say, the bars that he spit on "Keep Your Hands High" is the best bars he's ever done. Now, he's got a he's got a he's got a catalog of records, you know what I'm saying? But I think he was going for my neck, you know what I'm saying? But I think he was I, I think he was going for my neck, and I think I think and that, and that's all a part of the MC's sportsmanship of it. You know, that's the competitiveness. You're supposed mm-hmm. to go for my neck because I'm going for yours, you know what I'm saying? But he well, made me elevate my game. That was one of the best collabs that I've heard in the history of the game. Because to me, you had two MCs that held their own lyrically, and it balanced out the song. The track was the production, and the track was just rugged. It was rough. It was street, but it was club at the same time. But it, it had a thug situation about it. There was a thug type atmosphere when that track came on because it was heavy. You know what I mean? And Indeed. I think they'll balance each other out. Indeed. Well. 
you know, and, and like I said, from one MC to another, like a nice MC knows a nice MC. So you going to elevate your game when you want a record with a cat that you think, you know, can go. So, right. Well, that's, that's what it was. I mean, he is, again, coming off, he big didn't collaborate from what I understood with a lot of people. He really nah, he didn't. didn't. Nah, and he didn't. I think by the time you all got into the studio, again, he was coming off of Ready to Die and the whole situation was mess. And, you know, back and forth. And they both held it down to me. They both held it down on that song. So if Absolutely. Next, he was probably, like, trying to not be put in the situation <laughs> again. You know, <laughs> that's my man and all, but, you know, I got to do what I, I got to do. I got to I, I gotta get you. I got to get you. So, yeah, exactly. Well, we thank you, man, so much for joining us. We thank you for you know, your contribution, and, you know, hopefully some of the artists and, and, you know, production companies, producers, managers, people in the business that are listening will reach out to you, contact you, and eventually become your clients and y'all have success. Um, just remember when that happens, to reach back to us and give us an interview and update us on how you made those connections, you know what I mean, right here? Oh, for, sure. oh, 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 for certain, oh, for certain. And thank you for the platform, brother. You keep doing your thing, man. And, um, yeah, man, I, anytime, brother, anytime. Well, we appreciate it. Um, we're going to get into Keep Your Hands High. This is Tracy Lee, late, great, notorious B.I.G. from the album Many Faces. Have a good one. Thanks, Trey. All right. Thank you, bro. Oh. 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 Fuck that. I preach it. My nine reaches. The procedures. Can't speak this. Really shit. Flooded pieces. My hand releases. Snatches. Smack your cabbage. Half-ass rappers. Shouldn't have it. So I grab it. Never run. The outcome is usually a beat down brutally. Fuck who you be or where you're from. West or East Coast. Squeeze toast. Leave most in the blood they laying in. Act straying them. Oh shit. I suppose it's time to go stitch. Flip a line and get the show lit. You clown niggas hold it. Down your flow lacks. Just so you know that. We can battle for days like old cats. Black. You're dealing with the throwback. Winning like straight jacks. With a wide range of rhymes. Team. My lyrics they bang like migraines. Nigga my names. Trades are terrible. Philadelphia wild out incredible. Too sick for medical attention. People listen. It's verbal ascension. Like Maxwell. Many dimensions. Float over tracks well. Mike's in critical condition. Killing your max cell. Unveil lyrical skills unknown. For my peoples with illegal cell phones. And real MCs. Let's bring it back home. Live from the 215. LR's the backbone. In charge. And heavily on like Brent Favre. You facade niggas stay down. Biggie make them hit the floor. Face down. What? What? Them rings and things you sing about. Bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. It's more than I expected. I thought your jewels was rented. But they wasn't. So run it. Cousin. I can chill. The heat doesn't. Ran up in your shell about a dozen. You never see bank life. Frank White. Your hand clutching. Your chest plate. Contemplate. You about to die. Nigga, wait. Keep your hands high. If you don't want to die. Keep your hands high Ain't no right or wrong in this game called Survive So you know it's Trey and B.I. Keep steaming on your green wide try Keep your hands high You don't wanna die Keep your hands high Ain't no right or wrong in this game called Survive So you know it's Trey and B.I. Keep steaming on your green wide try Keep your hands high Ha 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 ha
yo, it's showtime, so I'ma blow nines into your spine, to what's yours is mine, you know what this is, back to Benjamins with all your riches, how quickly the Millie turns willies to bitches, controlling your fate, a hole in your plate, fuck the show dates, I want the whole state, the squad's harassing, all of y'all niggas who flashing, we doing this to trade leeway, delay the nigga we spray, no ignoring uh, us, me uh, and the Tory. I got a new mouth to feed, I'm due south with keys, y'all pick seeds out your weave, I watch cowards bleed, Motherfucker, please, it's my block with my rocks. Fuck that hip hop, them one twos, and you don't stop me and my nigga Lance. Took him and C's advance, bought ten bricks, four pounds of weed plants from Branson. Now we lamping, twelve room mansion. Bitches get naked up, get money. Players anthem, don't forget one more chance. In. My other hits, other shit, niggas spit be counterfeit. Robbery come naturally, in and out like fucking rapidly. Pass the gap to me, make his chest rest where his back should be. Fucking blasphemy, blasphemy, you family. Rest the coffins often. Frank Wizard, far from soft or fragile. Play hard like Reggie Miller, rapper, slash dope dealer. Slash gorilla, slash illis turn illa. So nigga, keep your hands high, run all your so-called possessions. Links with Bagetson, keys to your legs, plus the link your shorty dressed in. A full jack maneuver, don't nobody move, just the moolah. It's all an effing junior, my running through you like Kalua. And from Sunday you fly, niggas with the profile for two lies. You brought out the real nigga in me, now I'm a cock to send me, watch you strip like Demi. If you don't wanna die, keep... We are, we are, the industry mixtape series.